Okay, man. Time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy. Doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hello and welcome to my ADHD moment live with Julie Posey. It's not scripted. It's ADHD. Each episode is about what can happen with a little dopamine deprivation, some intense stress, and general lack of focus that comes free inside with ADHD. Here's your host, Julie Posey. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for tuning in to My ADHD Moment Live. I'm Julie Posey and this is episode 9. I'd like to give a quick shout out to my new listeners from Ireland. Welcome. I'm glad to have you whether you have ADHD or not. Remember in episode 7 when I mentioned that I carry bug spray with me because I don't know for sure if the mosquitoes or the butterflies or the bumblebees could carry the coronavirus? I'm telling you, people with ADHD have some interesting insights and I'm one of them. It's now been widely reported that the U.S. has identified murder hornets in parts of the U.S. Yep, they have arrived. They are evil and they can kill you. I'm keeping my bug spray near me. What's in your backpack? With most of the stay-home orders still in effect, things are getting crazy. Anytime you're stuck under the same roof with someone for this long, you can expect some issues to arise. My beloved husband brought up an issue the other night. He asked if I was competing to hold some world record for the amount of screen time I was accumulating. I felt bad, well, okay, not that bad, but keeping peace in the neighborhood is always my top goal. I put my phone face down and attempted to engage him in conversation. He let me know that he really didn't need to hear all of my long-winded talking points. I'm not sure if it was really my ramblings or if it was the whole therapist-type tone that bothered him. I inquired about his pain level, and when he rated it at an 8 on the handy little 1 to 10 scale, I asked him what his strategy was to relieve the pain. I think that might have been the wrong conversation starter. He was visibly frustrated because the TV show he was watching was stuck in buffering mode. I asked him how that made him feel. Well, that was a nice friendly way to open up some dialogue. Or not. He gave me that look again that led me to believe that perhaps I'd misinterpreted things when he brought up the whole screen time issue in the first place. That's when he abruptly decided that that was the day that I needed to go get a new coffee pot. Okay, message received. Stop rambling and go do something. I get that. I did learn something new this week. If you wear the same jeans for three days, they get all loose and it'll make you think you've lost weight. Well, that was a really cool illusion until I went to pull my pants up and grab my underwear instead and gave myself a wedgie. Don't try that at home. After I recorded the podcast last week, I started to worry a little bit that I may not have any adventures to talk about this week. Oh, come on. Throughout the history of my whole life, I've never made it a whole week with no drama. I'll always have something to share, I'm sure of it. 
I think all my stress is starting to really take a toll on me. There's definitely not a shortage of things going wildly wrong. Why can't I have a caregiver? Because they wouldn't be able to handle my level of difficulty anyway. One day on the job and they'd be too scared to return for more. Hmm, unless I got one who wanted to be entertained, that could work. Maybe someday. So the Coronavirus Economic Impact Stimulus Payment came in the mail. It was made out to both me and my husband. Now, I think that's really dumb in the first place, but I don't write the checks and I don't make the rules. The first mistake I made was using the phone app to make the deposit into my bank account. I use that app all the time and I've never had problems. I don't even think I've been to a bank in about five years. With all of my husband's health issues, I was advised that I needed to have my own bank account. So it would save me headaches later, they said. Well, I'm having the equivalent to a triple migraine right now. Within minutes, the deposit was rejected because my husband's name was on the check, but not on the account. Ah, la, la. I called the bank, and they insisted that I bring my ailing husband with ID to the branch office to make the deposit. I wasn't happy, but once again, I don't make the rules, I just obey them. They don't care that I have a durable power of attorney, they don't care that he signed the check, and they don't care that he's in pain, he has cancer, and he's blind. That makes no difference in banks and places where it's more convenient to ignore those kinds of things. So we arrived at the bank, and drive through ATM tellers were the only option. Nobody was working the lobby due to the COVID-19 restrictions. So I patiently waited in line behind all the other vehicles. That's fine, I'm used to waiting these days. Then came my second mistake. I didn't understand how the whole talk to someone live thing was supposed to work. Somehow I expected screen prompts to guide me. Wrong. Before I even realized that nobody was going to appear on the screen to talk to me, my deposit was made. Made wrong. Again. I went and parked my vehicle and I called the bank. They told me to return to the ATM teller and tap the screen. Now, something about being at a bank, wearing a mask, and tapping on glass made me feel just a little sketchy. Oh well, I did as I was instructed, and after quite a lengthy wait, this nice man showed up on the screen in front of me. And I said, hello, son. My husband moved around in his seat as if to give me that nonverbal message that I was being condescending toward the young teller. I tell you, I was not. Son was his name. He instructed me on how to scan our IDs, and I did that. He then um, left briefly, and then he returned. He let me know that my deposit would be rejected once again. Since I didn't do the whole procedure in proper sequence, it complicated the whole deposit process. I turned the whole system upside down and inside out. At least that's how it turned out for me. The young man explained that they cannot make a manual deposit without the check. They cannot rescue the check because it was locked up tight inside the ATM machine. For my protection, I suppose. I caused it to be locked up for about a week, 
and they absolutely cannot retrieve it. Not now, not on demand, but when and only when they are scheduled to do it. Well, once the check is locked inside the ATM machine, you will never ever see it again ever. They will mail me a copy of the check and then I can bring my ill husband back to the bank with me and hopefully I'll not have another ADHD moment there. Okay, my time is up and I'd like to thank you all for listening and come back again next week for another adventure with My ADHD Moment Live with Julie Posey. You have been listening to My ADHD Moment Live with your host, Julie Posey. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to leave a rating or review wherever you get to listen to your podcasts. It really helps.